This is Johnny Silva. I'm the pastor at Dilly First United Methodist Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith, and I hope it gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. We begin our Summer at the Movie sermon series, and I'm particularly excited about this because I really like movies. Like I've said before, movies and movie quotes are just simply the part of the way that I communicate with others, and um, maybe it's a guy thing, like I said before, but I can quote a lot of different movies. Um, one that I quote a lot is Anchorman. If you've not seen that, it's not really church appropriate necessarily, but it is one that I quote over and over and over again, um, the parts that I can quote, of course. Now, one of my all-time favorite movies I'll get to in just a second, but I think that somebody's all-time favorite movie says a little bit about who they are. Um, so, Nancy, do you have an all-time favorite movie? What is it? Jeremiah Johnson. I've never seen it. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at it, right? Do you know some quotes from there? <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know who he is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Jason, do you have a favorite? Tombstone. Okay. Very good. I like that one. What about you, Joey? You got one in the back. No? You don't have one? Okay, that's okay. Now, if you haven't thought about it, if you can't come up with it that quick, that's okay. It's, it, it's part of everyday life. You might want to look into it, right? But I will tell you that my all-time favorite movie came out about 38 years ago. So, you know, that tells a couple of things. Number one, I'm older than 38 years old. Um, but the second thing... It, it says is that um, why is that still my number one? So 38 years ago, actually July 3rd of 1985, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is one of my all-time favorites. Now, I saw that when I was like five or six. Um, probably shouldn't have seen it when I was five or six, but I did. And it stuck with me. I just love the premise of the whole thing. And if you're not familiar with it, it's Michael J. Fox. Um, and he goes back in time to kind of save things, whatever. Um, and he encounters his parents at his age. And it's, it's a whole uh, ordeal. And it's really, really cool. Plus, um, at that time, the DeLorean was amazing. Um, not so much anymore. It's kind of a, a thing of the past. But Here's what still fascinates me to this day, time travel. Time travel is just amazing to me. Um, and who knew that all you needed for time travel to go back and forth in time was a DeLorean traveling at 88 miles per hour, the flux capacitor, plutonium, and 1.21 gigawatts. So why not start the summer series, Summer at the Movies, with the fresh take at a timeless classic. Again, my timeless classic is that of Back to the Future. There are three. I really like the first one the best. The second one, yes, I like that too. The third one is still good, but the original one is always the best. So Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. But today we talk about 
The Atom Project. And if you've not seen this, it came out last year around March, and it is on Netflix, so you, it's still available. Um, it is PG-13, so there is some language that might not be totally appropriate for everybody, but the premise overall is still good. And again, it's dealing with time travel, so why not? Now, this, and if you can see some of the people up there, uh, Ryan Reynolds is in there, um, Jennifer Gardner, Zoe Saldana, and also Mark Ruffalo. So these are some pretty big name actors, and it's a pretty good movie. And in the movie, Adam Reed, who is, let's see, this guy right here, Adam Reed is a 40-year-old fighter pilot living in the year 2050. And he has, he has a life filled with pain and with regret. And Adam has lost his dad in a car accident when he was around the age of 10. And that changed kind of everything in his life. And then he pushed his mother away despite her best efforts as a single mom to raise him. And then he was bullied and regularly got into fights at school. And later in life, his wife, Laura, that's... Uh, Zoe Zaldani there. His wife, Laura, a fellow pilot, did not return from a time travel mission and is presumed dead. But Adam, of course, like anybody, has a plan. He has a plan to, to fix everything. And so what he does is he has this plan to save his wife and to save the world that we're all living in. And so Adam steals this time travel enabled plane, so no longer DeLorean, but an actual jet, it's awesome, um, and attempts to fly back to the year 2018 to stop the development of time travel technology when it's in its infancy, when it's just starting out. However, the problem for Adam begins when he is shot attempting to escape from 2050, crash landing his plane not into the 2018 where he wanted to, but into 2022 near his home where he once lived. So there, Adam encounters his 12-year-old self and reluctantly enlists his younger self to help in this quest, despite the potential impact it might have whenever you're dealing with any type of time travel with a space-time continuum. So, this plot might be a little hard to follow. It's even a little bit harder to explain, but thank you for sticking with me. Um, but anyway, if you've not seen the, the movie, it, it is a good movie. Laura and Jackson were watching it yesterday, and Jackson was super interested in it. Um, I, I've trained him well. He, One of his favorites, not the favorite, but one of his favorites is also Back to the Future, so I think I'm raising him right, along with, of, of course, knowing the Bible and whatnot. But you know, first things first. And so he really liked that as well. And plus it has a 12-year-old kid in it, so he was able to, to see things from that perspective as well, which is not that much older than him. And so I would encourage you to watch that. It is on Netflix, Netflix if you have it. But however, we, we are a far from perfect people who live in a far from perfect world. And chances are we have made some mistakes along the way and or experienced some trauma in our lives that we wish didn't happen and that we wish could have been avoided. And so this, the Adam Project is what it's called. The Adam Project addresses the question, 
if you could go back to any time in your life, what would you change? If you could go back to any time in your life, what is it that you would change? Now, following that a little bit further, it also begs a question, if you encounter your younger self, what would you say to your younger self? So, this has some, some really good thought process here, and it makes me think, I, I'm one of those persons, I like to, to be entertained by stuff, of course, but I like something that challenged me a little, too. One of my, another one of my favorites that's kind of a mind-blowing thing is that Inception. If you've not seen it, a dream within a dream within a dream sort of thing, it's, it's pretty cool. But if we have a second chance at life, if we could just have a second chance at life, that would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Now, in Paul's letter to the Ephesians and the Colossians, he doesn't necessarily speak about time travel per se, but he does lift up how to be wise and to make the most out of the time that we do have available to us. And so we go first to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, but a little bit of background first. Paul's letter to the Ephesians was probably written during his first imprisonment, meaning that there is many more, a first imprisonment in Rome um, around the year um, 60 to 62 AD. Now, he was under home arrest, so he could receive visitors and he could teach the gospel, so that was still good. But his main purpose in addressing the Ephesians, writing this letter, was to help these new converts grow in their spiritual knowledge of God and the church that was being formed to promote the unity between, specifically between the Gentiles and the Jews, and to encourage these followers to withstand all evil forces at play in the world, which there are many. And so we begin with this. This is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time. Because the days are evil. Now, that sounds kind of ominous, the days are evil, but, but basically what he's getting at is there's so many different things going on in this world, and not all of them are of God. And something that is not of God can also be labeled evil. So that's one of the stipulations there. Now, thinking about it in this way, we have um, the big Adam and small Adam in the Adam Project. And he was able to make the best use of his time by recognizing or reconciling, recon, uh, reconnecting with his wife. So I'm not giving too many spoils away, but he does reconnect with his wife. He restores some broken relationships with his mother and his father. Again, some spoilers, but not too much. And also reconciling with his younger self. And through his time in the past, Big Adam learns to let go of his anger and his resentment that drives his thoughts and his actions towards retribution and really getting back. And it demonstrates, he then is able to demonstrate acts of compassion and forgiveness and love to his family and those that he cares about. So there is a shift there's a big shift going from what he was experiencing to now what he will experience in the future. But it's 
something that had to take place, that him going back in time for him and his life, that was the only thing that can help him out with that. But what Paul says to the Ephesians is, you don't have to go back in time for this, but you do have to be careful about the time that you do have. Take advantage of it. Use it wisely. And that means make the most of it. Because there are so many different things that are taking us away from God. And we have to be careful. We have to follow God and not evil. Now, the Apostle Paul calls Christians to a similar lifestyle change when, he, when the followers of Jesus, as seen in the, the book to the Colossians. Now, his main purpose here, whenever he writes this letter to the Colossians, is to counter some false teachings that are going on in their environment. So we have the, the main gospel, the gospel message, which is true and, and which is always true, But then you have some people that are taking that message and kind of perverting it a little bit, twisting it a little bit here to their advantage. And so what Paul is saying to the Colossians is, hey, you need to be aware of this, that there is false teachings going on, and I'm going to help you look back at the true teachings of Jesus Christ that reflects his life, death, and resurrection. And so that is one of the main purposes that he counters the false teachings and By doing that, he emphasizes the true divinity of Christ, his saving mission, and the superiority of Jesus Christ. Because all of these things were kind of put in review, if you will. But Paul is saying that shouldn't be the thing that that you look at. That's true. That should hold true. But let's look at your life. And because of this, real and lasting change because of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit that continues to lead and to guide and to inspire us, real and lasting change is possible. And so let's look at this in chapter 3 of Colossians, verses 8 and 9. Let's begin with that. But now you must get rid of all such things. This is the old way of doing things. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices. That's the old way of doing things. All these things that he he talks about, anger and wrath and malice and slander, abusive language. All of that is considered old. That's the old way of doing things. That's before you encountered Christ. That's before the real change happened in your life. And so the Adam Project, in the Adam Project, this would be describing the way that things were before Adam goes back in time and changes things in his life and in the world. Now he takes some drastic measures And those had to be taken or things would continue as usual and not in the direction that was necessarily life-giving. So something had to happen. A dramatic fashion, a dramatic measure had to be taken. And that meant him going back in time and trying to fix things. But we go on with, with this here in Colossians That was the old way. That was the old way of doing things. And now let's look at the new way with Christ in our life, 
what that might look like. This is Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, and it says this, As God's chosen ones, that means you, all of you, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience. You see how these are in stark contrast to the old way of doing things. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. Bear with one another. That means no matter what's going on, don't lose hope. Don't lose this relationship that we have. No matter if things are going wrong, we can still bear with one another. We can hold on to one another. We can hold on to the truth and the gospel. Bear with one another and If anyone has complaints against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. Above all, so if you hear nothing else, hear this, clothe yourself, that is put on, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in the one body and be thankful for Adam and in the Adam project this type of real possible uh, this type of real change is possible because he again travels back in time And it begins, what he sees there is that he begins not only to correct the events in the time-space continuum, but he also sees this work beginning in him, in his heart, and in his spirit, and in his general approach and outlook on life, change is happening. And for the followers of Jesus in Colossae, such a drastic change in thought and speech and action didn't happen in the blink of an eye. It didn't happen overnight or even with the possibility of time travel. It happened because these Christians allowed the presence of the Holy Spirit to inspire and to lead and to guide in order for true and lasting change to occur. They had the life, death, and resurrection as an example of what we should do. And we had the Holy Spirit to inspire and to lead and to guide us. I'm actually putting that into practice. And so I think about this. I think about the Adam Project and how it kind of helps us understand things in a hopefully a different way. And maybe it's asking questions that maybe we've thought about before, but maybe it's giving us that opportunity to think about it now. And what it's asking us is this. If you could go back, if you could have a second chance, if you could go back in your life and change something, what would that be? And if in going back in time, you encounter your younger self, what would you say? What would you say? That's the beginning of the conversation. But then we think about it in this way. The Adam Project, this main character is named Adam And I don't think it's any coincidence. I think it is very intentional that they use the name Adam. Because think about it in this way. God started the world, and the first human was Adam. Adama. The one that comes from the earth. 
And with that, we see, we know this story all too well. Everything was good. Everything was perfect. And then sin entered into the world. And then we were not only, I say we because we participated in that as humans, we were separated from God. We were separated from the garden where everything was perfect and right and true. And everything changed. The whole world changed because of sin entering into our lives. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard Christ referred to as the second Adam or as a recapitulation, but that is true. So what Adam was, the hope that Adam was supposed to be for the world, couldn't do it. But Jesus, the second Adam, the recapitulation, the head now, there's so much hope in what Jesus did and will continue to do for the world for the remainder of the history. So the way I look at it is this. There was a second chance. Adam was the first chance. Christ was a second chance. And in that second chance, the whole world changed and the opportunity to have second chances for the entire world was given. We were this way. We were thinking of malice and all things bad. And there was the way that we treated each other was very poorly. We treated each other very poorly and that was bad. We know that that doesn't lead to life. We know that that doesn't lead to God. And then Christ came and interjected into our time-space continuum and it changed the face of the earth forever. God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, so that to die for us so that we might have life and that we can live it to the full. We have that second chance. That second chance to be kind to one another. That second chance to reconcile our relationships that we have around us. And that second chance to reconnect with God. That was made possible by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's our second chance. And because of that second chance, we have second chance after second chance, after second chance, every single morning that we wake up, we wake up with new mercies, with new forgiveness, with new compassion given to us freely. What are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this time that is given to us? Because I will tell you, every single second, every single moment, every single day of our lives, it's a gift. We really don't know how much time that we have. We really don't. And so we need to take advantage of every single second, every single moment, every single day of our lives. And that we live it for God and for one another. The way I see it, there are some things in my life that I wish didn't happen. And the way I see it is, yes, if I can go back, I probably would change things. But the whole point of this whole exercise and thinking like, hey, what would it be like if I can go back in time? What would it be like if I can talk to my younger selves? What would it be like if I had a second chance? The whole exercise is for this, is to help us understand that where we are right here, right now, is a gift. And that the way that things happened before, we don't have to repeat that from this moment on.
We have a choice. We have actions that we have control over. And we can choose to follow Christ. We can choose to look at his life, death, and resurrection. We can choose to be inspired by and led by the Holy Spirit so that we can see true and lasting change in our lives. Now I think about some really traumatic things that happened in my life. And yes, I wish they didn't happen the way that they did, but also I can see that and I can see God all over it. I can see that where I am now is a good place. And where you are now is a good place. And so when you look in the mirror that you see a person that you can be happy with because God sees you in such an amazing way and if we could only see ourselves in that way, that would be great. And if you see the life around you, yes, it might not be perfect, but it's good because it's blessed by God. We might want this or that. We might want to change this or that, but also let's take advantage of what we do have. Let's be thankful. That was one of the last things that it said there. And be thankful. Let there be peace of Christ. Rule in your hearts. Rule in your hearts. Not the the fear. Not danger. Not evil. Not letting that rule your heart. But let Christ, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And which we're called to do as one body. This is not just me. This is you, this is our entire church, this is our entire city, this is our entire world. If we can work together, if we can let there be peace on earth, then let it begin with me. If we can choose to let Christ rule our lives now, in this moment, it helps that next moment be a little bit easier. And that next moment, and that next moment, nothing is perfect. But it doesn't mean it's not good. Because if it's of God, it is good. And my hope and my prayer is that that you can get to that place, that I can get to that place where we look back at our lives and say, yes, it's not perfect, but it's good. I'm taking advantage of this very moment. And I'm putting love into this moment. I'm putting love into this world. I'm putting um, compassion. I'm putting patience. I'm putting forgiveness into this moment and into this world now and then the next moment and then the next moment and so those add up over and over and over again and it makes a beautiful life and it looks a little bit more like the life of Jesus than it was just a moment ago so there is hope there is hope no matter what the past was The future can and is bright with Christ in our lives, ruling in our hearts. And so my hope and my prayer for you is this. Treat every moment as a gift. You don't know how many moments you have, but use this moment to love your family. Use this moment to show peace and consideration and compassion to all that you encounter. You're putting that into the world. And maybe that can change your life. 
in the life of the people around you and that you will be remembered for all the good that you put into the world and not those times that you lost your temper, not those times that you maybe said some things that you shouldn't, not those times that you could have done something and you didn't. That was the past. This is to the future. And may it be with the power and presence of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us and inspiring us by the example of Jesus Christ, his life, death, and resurrection. May those things help us be better in the very next moment and for the rest of our lives. May it be so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There's a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And please share this message with friends and family to help us spread the gospel message. And thanks again for joining us on Dilly First United Methodist Church podcast. Blessings.